Welcome to the Child Care Council's Chit Chat Podcast, where we talk about all things early childhood education and child care. I'm Courtney Jones. I'm a parent of two kids and by no means an expert on child care, but I know people that are. I'll be sitting down every week with experts to learn more myself and share my conversations with you. On today's episode, we welcome Amy Burns Franz to talk with us about the Quality Stars New York program and how it helps our area childcare providers. Amy is such a great partner to us and to childcare providers in the area, so I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. Stick around for some great information on Quality Stars. Amy, thank you for being on the podcast. I, I, We've been working with you pretty much since the start of Quality Stars in our area. So you've always been such a great team player working with our providers. Could you uh, just give us an overview? What is Quality Stars New York? Sure. Um, so Quality Stars New York is New York State's quality rating and improvement system, which we refer to as the QRIS and it's for early childhood programs. And what we do is we provide support and resources to improve and sustain high quality childcare programs across New York State. Wonderful. And I know you said childcare programs. So you work in both centers and the in-home family childcare programs, correct? Yeah, so currently we serve, um, we serve programs, family and group family childcare child care centers, Head Start and Early Head Start, UPK programs located in school districts and preschool special ed programs. What are, what are some of the services that you do when you're working with a program or a provider? So what happens when um, a program comes, joins Quality Stars, once they have um, gone through the process of applying and being accepted and selected they go through what we call the standards inventory. And when once they complete their standards inventory, they are, may or may not get um, an ERS assessment, which is the environmental rating scale. So it would either be Eckers or Itters or Feckers if it was a family child care center. And once all of that is complete, we focus on continuous quality improvement in their program. What we do is we develop a quality improvement plan with the program administrator or the program provider, whoever is the driving force in that program and different areas that we um, focus on are, so I would say benefits, I guess. So the benefits of participating in Quality Stars New York is that you receive individualized support from a quality improvement specialist. And that's my role in the Mohawk Valley. We have almost 40 other quality improvement specialists across New York State. Mm -hmm. So once you're in our program, you you are assigned a quality improvement specialist. Um, You are given an opportunity to participate in professional development opportunities through, um, so, so as so we strongly value professional development and invest in ha- programs, helping program administrators and teaching staff and providers grow as early childhood professionals. Through their participation, staff can participate in trainings, conferences, and professional development opportunities 
to deepen their practice and expertise in early childhood education. So that funding is available to help programs. Um, funding is also available to help programs complete college coursework or pursue a certificate, certification or a credential. Awesome. Yep. And then the, the third um, benefit is also access to high quality classroom materials and furnishings, learning materials and furnishings. Um, so the participants have access to high quality developmentally appropriate learning materials, furnishings and resources to help enhance the program's learning environment. And we support programs by making high quality purchases for their program that will have an impact on their program for many, many years to come. And the way that we determine and develop our quality improvement plan, which could be professional development materials for your program, is that we, we use data-driven assessments. So the evidence-based standards offer a roadmap for programs to implement best practices in their early childhood environment. The ratings result, results help us identify strengths and opportunities for improvement and to build their quality improvement plan. And it's a three-year rating cycle that allows programs to reflect on their progress and continually amend their programs. They, it's not you join for three years and then you're done. You stay with us for as long as you want to. And we continually work on improvement within your program. You've just taken the question right out of my mouth. I was just <laughs> going to ask you, so what does it look like with at the end of the plan? Like what's the end of the plan? And and I love that everything is very cyclical. So you start, you do these assessments, I use these high quality assessment tools to be able to look at both the environment and the practice and then Correct. see, okay, here are some areas of opportunity um, and, and pairing that with the resources that are available to support that, that plan. And then you know, we get to the end. And that was my question of what happens at the end of that plan? There, where, there's where do no you go end. Next? <laughs> there's no end, but that's a good thing because, you know, you, thing. you accomplish one task, but there's always more work to be done, you know, a no, matter how, no matter how long our providers are in this, how long they've been doing it, there's always support needed. And there's always questions and, and goals and uh, changes that can be made and environments change. So I, I think it's fantastic to yes. be able to continue continuously reflect on those goals and meet providers where they are too. Correct. I know you guys are working um, on some other projects outside of your normal scope or rather expanding on your services. Can you talk about Correct. some of the, the, the new things that are happening this year with Quality Stars and what areas you're getting into and what your kind of goals are for the program this year? Yes, yeah, so we were fortunate to receive funding um, through the American Rescue Plan um, Act. And so that enabled our Quality Stars New York to expand. So right now the goal is we serve almost a thousand programs across New York State, which ends up being 60,000 or so children that we serve. And the goal for the next year is that we will go to 2,250 programs across New York State. So, of course, you're probably thinking, wow, that, you know, you're going to double your numbers. And, and that's really what, that's really the goal. And so as part of that process, Quality Stars New York is putting um, systems into place to strengthen that 
goal of expansion, which means, you know, having people um, hiring. So uh, we're hiring for quality improvement specialists across the state. So each region that um, is across the state will probably add a one or two or three, depending. New York City obviously is more um, quality improvement specialists to help meet the goal of uh 2,250 programs. Sure. And providing that individual support that the providers really, really need to, to commit to that quality. Exactly. This might be a silly question. Um, Does quality stars look different for somebody who's a brand new provider than somebody who is an existing provider who's been doing it for a long time? I mean, obviously your program plan will look a little different, but does the program itself look different for somebody who's brand new? being part of Quality Stars New York, does that look different? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Regardless of where you are in your program, whether you're a seasoned director and you've been there 15 years, or you're just starting out and you've decided that you're going to make this part of your practice, we look at each program that we work with, we look individually at each program and what their practices are and what their policies are, and do they have handbooks um, developed for their for their staff and for their parents? And so these are the areas that we look at. And so it doesn't really seem to matter whether you. I am working with a program that you know has been in existence twenty something years, and we have been slowly working on developing a comprehensive parent handbook for them. Um, They did have a handbook, but it didn't cover a lot of the policies. And what we find oftentimes, too, when we go in to work with programs is we'll talk about a standard saying, you know, parents are informed of um, assessment that that observation and assessment are done on children on a quarterly basis. They're like, oh, yeah, parents know that. Oftentimes, that's what we get. Oh, yeah, parents know that because that's what we do. Like, well, can you show me where it's written? And that's when they're like, oh, let me, um, let me. So we really try to um, talk about and bring into the conversation the importance of having those policies and procedures in writing, because that really is as for a business model, it's, it's a great practice and for really for protecting the program for protecting themselves saying, you know, parents can come back, you know, people can come back and say, you never told me that. And you're like, you know, it's actually in our handbook, which you signed off on. And so things like that, that, so it doesn't matter if you're a new program or an old program, get that first glance at our standards inventory. Some programs may not meet a lot of the standards and that's okay because what they have done is made the first step in continuous quality improvement for their program and that journey. And, and that's something that you're able, that's an example of some of the support that you guys can give is working with them through those questions and through that process of developing that handbook, which is, Absolutely. you know, that's a daunting task. We, we talk uh, in our office a lot about how childcare can sometimes be isolating even if you're working in a center, you're still, right. there's a lot of decisions. You don't have necessarily a framework. So you guys are really helping it not be so isolating. And I really love the support that you're able to give to providers with these hard tasks that are part of the daily job. Yes. And I find that, especially in 
within programs that are um, what I refer to as standalone non-for-profits because oftentimes we're working with Head Start's programs and they're part of a large, larger agencies that create a lot of those policies and procedures and, right. and those staff are brought in and taught what they are. So those small standalone child care centers that may have enrollment of 50 children, that isn't something especially if they have they might have one director and an assistant director and they they don't have that experience um and we talk a lot about that as well for people who make their way through the early childhood field like myself for example as a teacher I worked as a parent coordinator and then I became a director and I was a director for 13 years but I never took coursework in how to be a director you know that's where the CPAC comes in. So it's a great tool um, that we completely support. We provide supply fundings for programs that are interested in pursuing that. And that's a really important aspect because oftentimes our directors, our leaders in early childhood have their background in early childhood education and children, but they don't have the business background. Exactly. I mean, the the entry level into this position is that starting point of loving and working yes. with children. So, um, you know, that obviously should be first and foremost in that background in early childhood, but meeting providers where they are and if they have worked their way up or if they're a standalone in home, you know, their, their priority, um, their strength might not be in that business end of thing. So being able to support them to make sure that they're, these businesses are running the way that they should. And it's fantastic. So I appreciate you being able to do that for our, for our area providers. Thank you. I, I enjoy it. If a provider's interested in signing on with Quality Stars and wants to get more information, where, where should a provider go? What should they do? What should step number one be? So step number one would be to go to our website, which is qualitystarsny.org. And when you log on to our website, there's tabs across the top of the page, and there is a tab specifically for providers. On the very top of the page, there is a um, tab that you can click where it says interested in participating, and it's a quick survey. So basically asking, are you a licensed program? Do you, Have you created an organization count in the Aspire registry? Simple things like that to kind of get you started. Within that um, drop-down menu, there is a tab that says information sessions. And when you click on that, it will bring you to a listing of all the information sessions that have been scheduled. We try to do them regionally um, every quarter. So basically every area. And you will find all of those on there. So from Buffalo all the way to Albany down to New York City and Long Island, they're all listed. At this point, a lot of them are still being done virtually. Um, we used to do them in person, obviously, all the, all the time. That was the only way we did things. <laughs> Um, before COVID. And so we will probably slowly move back to that um, because really it's supporting programs, it's supporting any individuals that we find the the one-on-one person face-to-face really is much more meaningful. Um, but for now, any you can attend any region's information session and if you are, you know, so say you sign up and it says capital district, you're just going to get a quality improvement specialist from the capital district. 
Um, and within that information session, you know, you're allowed to ask any questions and they may, if, so, if they're asking specifically in my area, I'm interested, they may refer them to me because I'm in the Mohawk Valley. Um, I had someone on my call that was from Brooklyn. And so we're working towards showing her how to find support in her area. So that's what we, that's what we do. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share out with our providers who might be listening or people who would be listening to the podcast? Yeah. So I wanted to just touch on a little bit about the um, desert grants. Yes. Yes. So um, the Office of Children and Family Services, which is the agency that um, regulates childcare in New York State, um, so they have um, New York State identified a million dollars to build and expand childcare capacities in the area with the lease supply. So through funding, again, the American Rescue Plan Act, childcare desert funding will represent an unprecedented opportunity and investment to build capacity and strengthen the state's economy by addressing the issues that impact businesses due to inadequate options for quality childcare in the most needed parts of the state. So basically the standard definition of a childcare desert involves not having enough licensed or registered childcare slots to adequately serve the number of children in a geographic area. For this particular funding opportunity, the geographic area used to measure population is a census tract. An area is identified as a childcare desert if there are three or more children under the age of five per available childcare slots in the local childcare centers, family centers, group family centers. So part of the childcare desert grant to encourage providers to expand and open new programs, part of that process will be joining Quality Stars New York. So again, on our website, there is a link to the OCFS uh, desert grant information. And we will be, and there's a, quick, there's a quick survey on our website that um, kind of provide, providers who are interested can provide their information where they're looking. And then we will have that information and Quality Stars New York will be offering information sessions specifically designed for providers that are going through the process of the desert grant application. It's such a good pairing. I We were so excited <laughs> that there's, um, you know, number one, that there's money coming down to help support and build the child care supply. We yes. know that the Mohawk Valley is a child care desert. We know it. And so it's exciting to have it. And then paired with that, you know, getting these new programs and having them from the beginning be delivering that quality child care and have them be strengthened with that support system as part of this grant. It's a, it's a fantastic, it's a, it's a historic investment in New York's child care. I know we keep talking and calling it a historic investment, but it really is. It's exciting. and it feels like a win-win, you know, if you, we have new programs opening up and they're getting support as soon as they um, open their doors, then that's that's a great thing. That's a wonderful thing for the child care um, community. Definitely. It's, it's very exciting. We've been working, you know, with 
the with the providers who are going through the process and and seeing where they are in the process of not only becoming licensed but also uh, filling out the the child care deserts RFA requirements and starting along in that process. So I think we're going to have uh, a really exciting new group of people coming to this area as a result of this investment. It's very exciting to see. It, it is. It's um, we did a at the recent um, New York AYC uh, Association for Education of Young Children at the conference up at the Turning Stone. We did an information session and it was interesting because at 10, the session at 1030 was OCFS desert grants. And then our information session was at two o'clock. So we had, you know, they, they were like, okay, now our next stop is to go find out about quality stars. So we had quite a few people that had um, learned about how to start that process and were coming to us to find out what that was going to look like for them. So it was a great, it was a great, um, it was a great session and everyone had great questions and so yeah, we're looking forward to um, working together with these with these programs to help them become everything that they want to be. Yeah, and we look forward to working with you and always yes. having a good partnership. Always. We yeah. love hearing from you, Amy. So thank you again <laughs> for coming onto this podcast to be able to talk to all of our providers and all of our listeners about everything that you do for our area. Um, I will make sure that in the show notes for this podcast, we've got the link to the Quality Stars New York website so that everybody can just look and click and be directed right to all of the places that you've mentioned here. And I'll include your email address as well, just in case Perfect. anybody has any questions for you. That's fantastic. And thank you again for being here. Well, thank you for having me. It was It's really my pleasure and I enjoy working with all of you at the Child Care uh, Council, it's, it's really an added benefit every time I can uh, make connections with, with all of you. Yeah, we're very lucky to have each other, I think. Yes, I think the yes. feeling is mutual. <laughs> yes. <laughs>